well, let's talk a little bit about something that I, uh, I have more than a passing interest in. But I, it, it came to my mind again the other day, my significant other, whatever they call that these days, went by a food bank and has decided to volunteer there, here in the, in the town where we live in. They meet three or four days a week and literally, as you can imagine with all this going on, give out food to people that need it. But what came up in the conversation was they were considering, they had a bunch of stuff that brought in that was what they call short-dated, okay? The cans had a date on them. Well, we need to talk about this because I've studied this before and I, uh, not uh, that we shouldn't always at least be aware of it, but with the current situation we have, it's really more important than ever. So I guess what this leads me to is just the question, what the heck is an expiration date as far as food goes anyway? Well, as it turns out, as you learn more, it doesn't turn out to be much at all. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, except for infant formula, a little bit more particular there, product dating is not required by any federal regulations. All those little numbers on the side of your canned goods, bags of rice, cartons of your eggs, your jugs of milk, almost everything, essentially is a suggestion from the manufacturer on when he believes or it believes the product will be at its peak quality. Peak quality. And the best part of all this, my fellow food hoarders, which I guess is what I can call you, out there is those dates are not an indicator of the product safety, according to the government, as per the USDA. As far as it goes for me, why does it bother me? Why does it matter? Because I think we're throwing out tons, if not tens, hundreds of tons across this nation of food. I know a number of people, boy, if they get their can of corn and it says January 2020, that can of corn is gone. And that's just not what that is supposed to indicate. But it's what they've led us, a lot of us, to believe is indeed a safety matter. And to hit one of my factoids, which I try to do when I can, the National Resources Department Defense Council, an international environmental advocacy organization, says that a full, listen to this, a full 40% of the food produced in America winds up in the garbage. That adds up to a whopping, listen to this, $218 billion, billion now with a B, worth of food every year. And the bad news about that, folks, is a significant portion of that food that's being thrown away, more than 80% is because Americans misinterpret the dates on the containers. So they read the labels, and then they throw the food away prematurely under the misconception that it is necessary to protect their family's health, which makes sense. According to this is a, a report directly from uh, the food industry itself. Just FYI, folks, for your information, there's actually usually four types of dating on food products to be aware of. Fortunately, the good news is the USDA has had enough scuff from us that they're trying to make them clear. The following is its take on those variable digits that you see on your containers. A best if used by before date indicates when a product will be used for the best flavor or quality. It is not a purchase or safety date in any manner. The next is a sell-by date. That sell-by date does nothing but tell the store how long to display the product for sale 
for inventory management purposes. It's not a safety day. And to be honest, what I read through that, my my interpretation is, it's so the, whoever they're buying it from, hey, it's getting old, you need to take it off the shelf, you know what? So they can sell them some more. And in some stores, those cans just get thrown away. But I do know this, HEB for sure will take those and they'll get them to a food bank so they can be of some use for, especially nowadays with everything that's going on. So I admire them for that. And next on the list is what they call a use-by date. That date is the last date recommended for the use of the product while, while, listen, at peak quality. However, it is not a safety date, except for the one thing they tell you they really do keep up with, and that is the infant formulas. And finally, I see these a lot. It's called a freeze-by date. A freeze-by date indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain its peak quality. It is not a purchase or safety date. It's just another recommendation. Now, I'm not trying to say here, folks, that food doesn't spoil at times. But I have a quote I got. I think it's from the USDA, too. And the quote is, trust your nose, not the calendar. That's how it was done for hundreds of years. Spoiled food does develop an off odor, flavor, or texture. And that's just due uh, to naturally occurring spoilage bacteria. If a food has developed such spoilage characteristics, certainly in most cases it should not be eaten. And if you have any lingering doubt, I should tell you about this. It's new to me and it's very interesting. It's called the USDA's Food Keeper app. And it is really a good place to start. It's just a database of foods with guidelines how long a product should remain safe in both unopened and open packages. Once you've searched for a specific item... The app then allows you to sync the recommended discard date to your smartphone's calendar to give you a reminder a little later on, just really it is when it's really time to be tossed out. Another website I came across is called stilltastyalllowercase.com, and it provides the same kind of information but a whole lot more stuff. Both resources held a few surprises that I found, though. For instance, the real guideline for milk, which is highly perishable as a rule, is five to seven days beyond the date on the container. Here's a good one. Eggs will stay three to five weeks past the date on the carton. Five weeks, folks. It's get flat. I've seen them when the, uh, the yolks go flat, but they're still, they're still perfectly safe. Butter can be safe if you have it in your refrigerator for up to a couple of months past what it says its uh, ideal time is. Something else I found that was a very interesting, though, is there was someone who managed to amass a collection of about a half dozen cans each of sweet condensed milk and chipotles in an adobe sauce. And just how long those would last in an unopened container. A year past the purchase date for the milk and up to five years for the boat. <laughs> they kept the chipotles. Again, trust your nose, folks. Think of it, even if you're just looking at meat you've kept, trust your nose, not the calendar. Spoiled milk products will make themselves painfully obvious, I promise you that. I know that because I've personally poured some cream in coffee or milk, uh, and boy, you can sure tell it was rancid. Do look for this, though, for other reasons. If the can is rusty or if it's bulged, don't even question it. It's been damaged, and yeah, you don't need to, uh, to attempt to save that particular one. On the other side, and my mom even taught me this, and I'm, I'm getting up there old, so I've remembered it all these years. Mold on hard cheeses can be safely cut away 
We always go back a half inch and well, I mean, you go really cut that piece off. But remember how cheese is made, folks. But I don't trust mold on anything else. I've seen my brother, for instance, scrape mold off the top of our grape jelly when we were kids and then make a uh, PB&J. No, that's probably not a recommended idea. But in general, these foods, especially completely safe canned products, box products, can go a lot longer. They're promoting their own business, I think, in some ways. And yes, it may be they claim for safety, but according to the government themselves, it is not a safety consideration. It is a matter of turning over product and look, we're throwing away, folks. We're throwing away about 40% of it. So kind of uh, get these thoughts in your mind. And next time you'll do two things. First, you'll save yourself some money and it's still perfectly safe. Uh, and, and secondly, we'll save the world from throwing away $200 billion worth of food a year. So just think about it. Well, now let's talk about a horse of a different color. Well, not really a horse. Let's talk about rivers. This I've noticed, folks, in my uh, six decades or seven that I've been able to get around. I have noticed, especially areas where I was raised as a child... The colors of the rivers that I that I visited, I mean on a regular basis, I was a real run-around in nature nerd from the time my parents would let me out of the door at 10 or 11 years old. They've changed dramatically. And now I finally found a study that I want to quote to you. It's called Rivers Changing Color. Now, I found this. I'm actually uh, taking part of this information from a company or a place called Earthwise, but I've also looked it up a couple of places, and there has been a, a decent maybe not good, but a decent long-term study of just why this is happening. A recent study published in the Geophysical Research Letters found that one-third of large American rivers have had significant color changes over the past 30 years. Rivers can appear to be shades of blue or green or yellow-green, I've seen, and we tend to expect healthy rivers to have colors in the shades of blue. Well, according to the new study, only about 6% of American rivers are actually really predominantly blue. Now, this appears to be a pretty good-sized study. The study looked at over 235,000 rivers. How did they do that? Because we now have Landsat. We have satellites we can see the whole country with, folks. And they were doing this since 1984 when the SATs first got set up through the end of 2018 for this study. The results are that 56% of the river study were predominantly yellow, 38% dominantly green, and just about 6% were blue. Over the 34-year study, though, 33% of the rivers had significant changes in color. About 21% became greener and 12% more yellow. So what's the cause for the change? Well, it seems that the chief cause of color changes in the river is a Farm fertilizer runoff. More dams, at least during that season, although now they're turn, learning to take some dams back out. Uh, efforts to fight soil erosion and climate change. Climate change increases water temperature and rain-related runoff, which again has a tendency to cause it to, to maybe maintain a little bit more algae in the water than it used to. Now, folks, this doesn't mean the river is necessarily polluted at that moment. Color changes are not necessarily a sign that the river is really in poor health. But dramatic changes do point to issues that do need attention. A river can change color based on the amount of sediment, algae, or dissolved organic 
carbon in the water. If a river becomes greener, it can often mean large algae blooms are present, and that can cause oxygen loss that produces toxins that can kill fish and other animals. On the other hand, rivers are getting less yellow, demonstrate the success of regulations because we've improved our abilities to prevent soil erosions in certain parts of the country. This ongoing study of river colors can pinpoint which rivers are undergoing rapid environmental change. What the study does not provide is information on the actual quality of the water. Water quality measurements will be important to determine the health of many of the rapidly changing rivers that we now see from, literally, we're seeing them from space. <laughs>